I'm Andrea Hope, and this is To Mother. Episode 17, Martyrdom of the Bob. Hi everyone, this is Andrea Hope, and I'm a Baha'i mom and a wife and a poet, among other things. And this is my podcast, To Mother, where I share my tips and resources about parenting with purpose in the modern world. So I share some writings that inspire me from the Baha'i faith, some practical tips and resources, and my poetry. Before we jump into the podcast, I did want to just let you know that I've actually been featured on a couple other podcasts recently. So I recently did an interview with Colby Jeffers of Elevated Conversations, and I did an interview with um, Rachel and Elizabeth of Everyday Thin Places. So I'll put links to those podcasts and those interviews in the show notes. But of course, it was a bit challenging for me because I had the kids and there's little noises and distractions, but I thought that the conversations were really valuable and it was really wonderful for me to be involved in these elevated and meaningful conversations. So I hope you'll check out those episodes and you'll check out the other episodes of those podcast elevated conversations and everyday thin places. And today I'm going to be talking about commemorating the martyrdom of the Bob. And Baha'is have our Holy Day events from sunset to sunset, so some people may be having them now or already had them, and some people may be having them uh, tomorrow as well. So the Bab was a prophet of God, the herald of the Baha'i faith, who came really to prepare the people for the coming of the promised day of God and the promised one of God. And so it was a brief and powerful revelation that the Bob had. And as with all the prophets of God, he faced persecution and great sacrifice in order to convey this message and to challenge the powers that be at the time. So for this occasion, I will be reading an excerpt from God Passes By by Shoghi Effendi, which describes the execution of the Bab and includes his final words. Immediately before and soon after this humiliating treatment meted out to the Bab, two highly significant incidents occurred, incidents that cast an illuminating light on the mysterious circumstances surrounding the opening phase of his martyrdom. The Farish Bashi, had abruptly interrupted the last conversation which the Bab was confidentially having in one of the rooms of the barracks with his amanuensis, Syed Hussein, and was drawing the latter aside and severely rebuking him when he was thus addressed by his prisoner. Not until I have said to him all those things that I wish to say can any earthly power silence me. Though all the world be armed against me, Yet shall it be powerless to deter me from fulfilling, to the last word, my intention. To the Christian Sam Khan, the colonel of the Armenian regiment ordered to carry out the execution, who seized with fear lest his act should provoke the wrath of God, had begged to be released from the duty imposed upon him, the Bab gave the following assurance. Follow your instructions, and if your intention be sincere, the Almighty is surely able to relieve you of your perplexity. Sam Khan accordingly set out to discharge his duty. A spike was driven into a pillar which separated two rooms of the barracks facing the square. Two ropes were fastened to it from which the Bab and one of his disciples, the youthful and devout Mizra Muhammad Ali Izanuzi, surnamed Anis, 
who had previously flung himself at the feet of his master and implored that under no circumstances he be sent away from him, were separately suspended. The firing squad ranged itself in three files, each of 250 men. Each file in turn opened fire until the whole detachment had discharged its bullets. So dense was the smoke from the 750 rifles that the sky was darkened. As soon as the smoke had cleared away, the astounded multitude of about 10,000 souls who had crowded into the roof of the barracks as well as the tops of the adjoining houses beheld a scene which their eyes could scarcely believe. The Bob had vanished from their sight. Only his companion remained, alive and unscathed, standing beside the wall on which they had been suspended. The ropes by which they had been hung alone were severed. The Seyyid Ibab has gone from our sight, cried out the bewildered spectators. A frenzied search immediately ensued. He was found unhurt and unruffled in the very room he had occupied the night before, engaged in completing his interrupted conversation with the amanuensis. I have finished my conversation with Syed Hussein were the words with which the prisoner, so providentially preserved, greeted the appearance of the Farash Bashi. Now you may proceed to fulfill your intention. Recalling the bold assertion his prisoner had previously made and shaken by so stunning a revelation, the Farash Bashi quitted instantly the scene and resigned his post. Sam Khan likewise, remembering with feelings of awe and wonder the reassuring words addressed to him by the Bab, ordered his men to leave the barracks immediately, and swore, as he left the courtyard, never again, even at the cost of his life, to repeat that act. Akayan E. Kamsi, colonel of the bodyguard, volunteered to replace him. On the same wall and in the same manner, the Bab and his companion were again suspended while the new regiment formed in line and opened fire upon them. This time, however, their breasts were riddled with bullets and their bodies completely dissected, with the exception of their faces, which were but little marred. O oh, wayward generation were the last words of the Bob to the gazing multitude, as the regiment prepared to fire its folly. Had you believed in me, every one of you would have followed the example of this youth, who stood in rank above most of you and would have willingly sacrificed himself in my path. The day will come when you will have recognized me. That day I shall have ceased to be with you. So the youth that the Bob is talking about is young Anis. And Anis was someone who was a follower of the Bob and he was in prison with the Bob. And so the story is told that during this time before the Bob was executed, he was very joyful and a beacon of light, and he knew the sacrifice that he had to make. And he asked his followers who were in the prison cell with him if one of them would take his life because he would rather die at the hands of a friend than an enemy. Now, of course, they were very hesitant to do anything to harm the Bob, and there was silence throughout the room. And then a young man named Anis got up and said that he was ready and willing to do whatever the Bob desired. And so this was such a display of his humility towards the Bob that even something as unthinkable as taking his life, he was willing to do that if that's what the prophet of God desired. 
And so because of that, the Bab chose him to be the one who was martyred alongside him at this time. And so in the way that they were martyred by rifle, 750 rifles, um, their bodies' remains were intermingled with each other. So Anis was able to share this crown of martyrdom and this moment for all of eternity in being one with the Bab. So when the Bab refers to this example of this youth who willingly sacrificed himself in my path, he is referring to Anis, who was right beside him uh, during the martyrdom. So my living the life tip for this commemoration, I have to say that this one is a difficult one for me. I have um, an easier time thinking of things to do and things to say when there are joyful holy days. I think I've been trying to think about it, why these things are more difficult for me when there's an occasion of sacrifice or death, because I know that these things are necessary in order to promote the faith of God and in order for society to advance. But yeah, I think it's because I'm a very visual person. So, and my love language is also physical touch. So for me, like the most unthinkable thing is to be harmed or to harm someone physically because my love language is physical touch. So that's part of it, like violence um, and any kind of physical touch that is unwanted or uh, controlling or oppressive gives me a really strong emotional reaction. And then I'm also a very visual person. So when I'm visualizing these stories, you know, they can kind of haunt me. And I was thinking that I want to be better about directly talking about the martyrdom of the Bob with children because these moments of sacrifice and death are relevant to all of us. So in the past, I've often focused on the fact that the Bob's remains were hidden for 60 years after that point until they were laid on Mount Carmel at the shrine in Haifa. Or I talk about the life of the Bob and his mission and things like that. But this year, I'm going to give my living the life tip as to center on sacrifice. So the Bob points out in his last words how this youth has sacrificed for his path. And there's a lot of ways that we can have that conversation with children. We can talk about why all of the prophets of God have been asked to sacrifice and many of them to the point of death and martyrdom. Um, We can talk about ways in our own life. What are we willing to sacrifice for our faith or what have we sacrificed for our faith? Maybe that's a conversation that parent can have that the the child might not know yet (laughs) what that means or what they've done, but maybe they have. Maybe they have faced some discrimination or some isolation at school because they're Baha'i and people don't understand it or because of its links to Iran and things like that. So it's possible, depending on the age of your children, that you can have that talk of sacrifice either for yourself or for your children or within your family, depending on how your family came to know the faith and how many generations have been Baha'i. Maybe you're the first generation. For me, my great-grandmother was. So definitely even as an American, joining something that was different to other people, I could see that there are certain sacrifices that she had to make. So I think centering this conversation on sacrifice, we're also in a period of sacrifice right now with the coronavirus and things that we're doing. A lot of it is not for us personally, but it's a sacrifice to ensure the well-being of others in our communities, elders, people who 
are more subject to illness or just the population in general to keep it from something that could be really disastrous. So there's different ways that this conversation can be had and I think it would be interesting to approach it with children from what does this mean to be willing to sacrifice for the path of God. For my resource, I think this episode is going to go by a bit quicker. (laughs) For my resource, I actually made a very simple video for children. I made a simple video during Rizwan um, that was just really simple text and graphics to explain in a couple of minutes the Holy Day for Children. So I've also made something like that for the Martyrdom of the Bab that talks about Um, a little bit why the Bab might have been persecuted and the story with Anis. And also it mentions about the remains being hidden and then planted in Haifa under the shrine with the golden dome. So if you feel that would be helpful to your family or your community, you are welcome to use that video and I will post the link to it in the show notes. And also I have started a Facebook page called To Mother with Andrea Hope and you can go and like that page and check in on that page. And not only will I post my podcast episodes, but I'll also post any resources in between that I found that I might want to add on or that I just think would be helpful. So right now I do have a photo album of books that are related to the life of the Bab and a photo album of books that are related to the life of Baha'u'llah that could be potentially used for any kinds of holy days or uh, occasions where you're learning more about the central figures. And I'll also post this information that's in my show notes where you can link to the video and that is actually where the video is posted. I've also posted it to YouTube because some people requested that. I have a hard time sometimes watching videos on Facebook because um, they don't seem to run as smoothly as when I watch them on YouTube, but I know that a lot of the people who listen to me or connect with me are on Facebook, so they're more likely to see the video linked there than they are on YouTube. I don't have as much of a presence on YouTube, but you will find that they're available on both mediums, so I hope that that could be helpful for you. And I did write a tribute poem many years back for the Bob, and it was published in a magazine called Faith Initiative, which is a magazine in the UK which celebrates diversity and is an interfaith magazine. So I'll be ending with that poem. The Gate by Andrea Hope. We stand at his gate and await passage to a kingdom we've only dreamed of, to a presence worthy of peasants, for we are all peasants. And peasants know that freedom is free from earthly chains, that the spirit carries not the weight. And so we wait at his gate with our fingers intertwined like our souls long to be. For what is a gate but a soft mercy to the fence pleading to let the neighbors come in, to let us live and live abundantly, to let us shelter under the bayan tree upon its roots and its branch, amidst its boughs and its leaves, and of its fruit give us to eat, and of its scent give us to breathe, and of its crystal pure waters give us to drink. Let us into the garden. Let the rocks that have hardened find their place in the soil. Let us into the garden to find the guiding light that awaits is shining right beyond the gate. 
To Mother is an individual initiative and provides only the personal reflections and insights of its creator. That's me. For more information about the Baha'i faith, including access to the official writings and contacts for Baha'is in your community, please visit Baha'i.org.